Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Move Forward Anyway podcast, featuring dream-accelerating inspiration. I'm Jeff Meyer, your host, author, entrepreneur, and coach. My goal with this podcast is to help you identify and clarify your own dream by taking wisdom from others' successes and challenges. If you're looking to take action on your dream, to make a difference doing something you love, but your fears are holding you back, then this podcast is for you. If you're interested in finding additional support, you can also check out my Dream Accelerator coaching program designed to help realize your full potential and reshape your future. As always, you can learn more about my Dream Accelerator program at jeffmeyer.org. Using my Dream Accelerating formula, heart-centered entrepreneurs can focus on their dream, name their fears, change their mindset, define their next, and move forward anyway. All right. Welcome back, fellow dreamers, you successful dreamers out there who are taking next steps to pursue your God-given dream. We're excited to be here today with another episode of our Move Forward Anyway podcast with my special guest, Carrie Oberbrunner. Thank you so much, brother, for being here today. you, you inspire me and you inspire just a whole lot of authors and entrepreneurs. And uh, I, I could go on and on and on to introduce you, but I'm just going to say, Carrie, why don't you just introduce us today to who you are, sure. where you are, and what you're up to? I'm a man who is blessed by grace. Let's put it that way. Mm. And I am a former pastor. I'm, an, I'm a publisher now. I have the honor of working with incredible people like you, Jeff. I get to be your publisher, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I, know I, I, know I launched your book. There's, um, book, here's exactly. book number one and book number two. Oh, so man. there you go. That's there so good. Go. It was a blast to, to launch your book the other day with, uh, I think it was Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy Z, Z. Yeah. And we talked about that and you even have a connection, I guess, now with him and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, I'm married for 22 years this October, a father of three, almost all are teenagers. And we're, we're in this thing, man. So my goal today is encourage your people and remind them that they are created by God and they're going to have a fantastic journey and fear Oh, man, I, I love this topic. Um, I do something every day that makes me afraid. Mm. That is my goal. My goal is to say physically, socially, whatever, financially, spiritually, I want to do something that scares me because um, fear, get this, fear is one of the triggers to get into flow. Hmm. Okay. So flow is the optimal state of human performance. I wrote about it in one of my books on Hackable, but flow is where you are 500% more productive. Flow is where your inner critic goes dim because your prefrontal cortex shuts down. Hmm. You get an incredible release of God created neurochemicals that can top any type of artificial drug. But most people never get into flow or rarely get into flow 
because they've learned that struggle and therefore the fear that comes with struggle is something to be avoided rather than invited. Wow. So it's a trigger. It's a trigger. It's it, it, Yeah. And I'm not making this up. This is uh, a gentleman named Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. He passed last October. He was kind of known as the grandfather of flow. Other people have stepped up. Stephen Kotler. There's the whole flow research collective. But if you Google flow, this is not some hype. Hmm. This is how Olympic gold medals are made. Uh, a one. You ha- I mean, it's interesting. You, you go on YouTube and you type in gymnastic gold medal, 1950 compared to 2012. They did a video not too long ago. And it's ridiculous the amount of difference of moves. And they said one of two things. They said either humans are evolving right before our eyes. And you might say, well, what are you talking about? The amount of flips in snowboarding, the amount of waves that are being surfed, the height of waves. Humans are either evolving right before us or what we're doing is we're learning to tap into flow. And and it's an optimal state of human performance. This is um, how Captain Sully landed the plane and the the miracle of the Hudson. Mm -hmm. It's not adrenaline rush. Adrenaline rush gives you three options. Freeze, flee, or what is it? Is it fight? Fight. One of those three. Thank you. (laughs) So those are three options. When you're in flow, you have what's called... um, lateral pattern recognition this is where you get a thought in your head that's like let's land a plane in the middle of the hudson river in other words options begin to open up to you and you never that you never considered before never considered what happens is it's called time dilation where you everyone on the podcast has probably heard of this before time either slows down this is where a quarterback like tom brady says oh my gosh i could see the whites of uh, Gronk's eyes when I threw it, you know, time either slows down or it speeds up. For example, you sit down with a friend that you haven't seen in a long time and you're like, oh my gosh, we had breakfast, lunch, and dinner all at the restaurant. The waiter and waitress kept coming. I didn't even remember what I ordered. Yep. This is when you're in flow. Or you say, wow, I've been working for seven hours writing this novel and it felt like 15 minutes because you got into flow. So I believe that uh, this is true. This is in unhackable, the book. But yeah. one of the phases to get into flow is called struggle. Huh. So struggle is what's called the preloading phase. And your body, here's this is not my own. This is Stephen Collars. He says you want stretch, but not snap. Mm-hmm. Too much fear and you get paralyzed. Yeah. Too much fear and you get overwhelmed. Too much fear and you quit. Too little fear and you're bored. Yeah. That's what most people have. Most people are going through the motions. They're in a rut. Their, their brain, all of our brains are an energy hog that says, I'm going to try to do it as little thinking as possible. And so what we do is we, we, we create uh, 
micro tasks like brushing your teeth and you do it all autonomous. You do it all unconscious without thinking, yeah, without thinking. So literally you could go through your entire morning routine. See, we even call it a routine and you might not be present. You could pick up your phone. You could brush your teeth. You could take a shower. You could drive to work and you could be like, what did I even eat? Or did I even eat? Because you were not challenged. They call Mm. this the challenge to competence ratio. And that's the flow channel. And so fear is actually a very good thing. And, And one of the way that you jack yourself into flow, essentially, is you have novelty which is a new experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you go to, you order something new on the, the meal restaurant. You take a different road to the work. You go to a new location on vacation. When you do all this, you're, you're taking your brain out of that subconscious routine. Yeah. And now you're present in a new way. And this is why when you go on vacation, you're like, Oh my gosh, I had this amazing creative thought. Oh. Mm-hmm. So novelty is one of the ways. Novelty, fear. Fear. So you said earlier, I just love this. Um, you try to try to do something every day that, that scares me. That scares you. Um, give me some examples of recent things that you've done that have scared you. Little things, big things. Yeah. Yeah. So, little things, just anything. So little things. Um, when I go to a restaurant, I'm usually always ordering something new. And and I know I'm not going to mention names, but some of the people I'm eating a meal with will say, well, I don't want to take that risk. What if I don't like it? And I'm like, what if you do like it? What if it's the best thing you've ever had? You know, yeah. so it, it's going to it's going to different restaurants. It's it's ordering different things. It's listening to different music. Mm-hmm. Um, it's waking up at different times. Mm. That's interesting. Some yeah. people might be like, I always wake up at 6.15 and I have for 20 years. What if you woke up at 5.45? What if I'm tired? We'll go to bed 15 minutes early. Like every day is an exciting adventure for me. Mm. Um, okay. Has it always been that way for you? Yeah. I remember as a kid saying, dad, I'm bored. And mm. actually, you know, I fell into self-injury and depression. I think my body, I'm thinking I'm one of these guys who is weird, of course, but I think, I think I, I'm hard. I, I love novelty. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, I, I, I like water with lemon, you know, and I like my pistachios. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying like everything I have is new, um, but I'm saying that like opportunities. Um, oh, they asked me to speak last fall on blockchain. Yeah. To a, oh, yeah. Get this. It's blown up into a whole new world. For oh, you. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I'm interested in new things. And then I get asked to speak on new things. And yeah, there was a government that asked me to speak on blockchain. I won't say which government. It was in the U.S. They asked me to speak on blockchain. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I am so freaked out. I'm afraid, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so freaked out. And and yet I view okay, this is interesting, Jeff. The average person 
falls many times when they learn how to walk. I, I never know anyone who just said, man, I just got up the first time and, and walked, right? Yeah. So falling is part of learning to walk, but we don't call a kid a faller. I'm going somewhere. Watch this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we don't say, oh, look at that faller. What's that kid's problem? He's a faller. No, no, no. We say that kid just fell. Mm-hmm. Failing, we call the kid the noun. Look at that failure. I'm a failure. Mm-hmm. That kid's a failure. That person's a failure. We don't say that person failed. So we take failing and we make it into a noun. Mm. And that's why people are afraid to do things. And that becomes our identity. That becomes your identity. And it's so hard to shake off. Yes. So you've been at this um, Igniting Souls Tribe venture. Almost 20 years. 20 years. An entrepreneur. <laughs> you were a pastor. Yeah. I, and I did, a, I did it on the side for many years because okay, I was afraid. So you did a side hustle like I'm doing. I was afraid. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. I'd love to tap into that a little bit. Yeah. So, so there's two levels here. What prompted you to start this adventure as a side hustle? And then the second question, what prompted you to go full in? Yeah. And what fears so, were there in oh, each yeah. stage? All kinds of fears. Yeah. So writing. Okay. So I knew I wasn't good at instruments or singing or a lot of things. But I, but I knew that um, I, I didn't even know I was good at writing, to be, to be truthful. I, I didn't know I was good at writing. I just wanted, I felt like I had a message, but I really didn't know what the message fully was. But it, I think we all have the thing in us that says we have a message that is longing to be expressed. Mm-hmm. Some people express it through a song, other people through a furniture project, carpentry, painting, as as someone created in God's image, you are designed to co-create. And you can be you can be creative through science experiments. You don't have to be this arts artsy person. Okay. So you we all have this desire to express ourselves. Well, mine happened through writing because that's what helped me um, get my pain out. Okay, so self-injury was how a negative version of self-expression, anger, hate, guilt, punishment, but it morphed into words on a page eventually. There was a crossover where I did both, but then I stopped self-injuring and writing. So writing became my way to express my pain and hope eventually. So I wanted to write got rejected, was moping around the house. And, you know, Kelly says, um, why don't you try to write again? And I'm like, ah, you know, the rejection, you know, I just, mm. ah, you know, I can't take it. I can't take the rejection. And she said, well, why don't you try one more article? So I wrote one more article and I kind of said, if they publish this article for this dumb, small online magazine, then I'll take it as a sign, you know, like after many, 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 many failures. Mm-hmm. And finally, they published the first article. And that gave me just enough belief, just enough hope to be like, well, I'll write a second one. And then I'll write a third one. And after those three articles, I said, you know what? 
I'm going to write a book proposal. And I said, mm. I said, I don't even know how to write a book proposal. And they didn't really even have the internet much back then. But I said, I'm going to write a proposal. I kind of wrote some jacked up thing. But anyway, they said, they said, we'll publish you, but you get no royalties in work taking or no advance. You get, they'll get most of the royalties, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I wrote the first book back in 2003. I wrote it, it published in 04. Listen, listen to this bio. You talk about a confusing bio. Okay. (laughs) right. Just to show you, like, you gotta just start. Okay. You gotta just start. You gotta start, man. Carrie Oberbrunner is founder of Redeem the Day Ministries, a gathering of sojourners on a quest to buy back time. I don't even know what the heck that means. (laughs) I don't think anyone knows what it meant. He lives with his wife, Kelly, outside of Columbus, where he is a pastor of student ministries. Like, again, man, I didn't know, like, back ads. I didn't know what the book should lead to. I just I just wrote it. But that's the point, man. You just got to get out there. You got to start. Got to start. Yeah. And then, you know, came book two, book three, book four, book five. I mean, people say, wow, you have this master plan. It went from who am I to why am I here to where am I going? And your secret name, deeper Pat, you know? And I'm like, no, I didn't. I didn't have some plan. No. I just, I, I, I say, take imperfect action mm-hmm. and take your next best step. That's it. Yeah. And most of us don't want to take step one unless we know step 41. Yeah. And you try to show me that in the Bible. Right. Exactly. God doesn't it's give us 41 steps. No, not in there. Just take yeah. that next step. Yeah, plus, yeah. plus, even outside of scripture, the the world in which we live, I mean, there's mm. no way we can we could prophesy or know no. what step 41 no. is. Like today, for example, uh, you just had a conversation with someone today. Yeah. About that blew your mind. Yeah, blew my mind. And you don't know where that's headed. You don't even no. know how to how no. to do that yet. How no. to turn all of your books into AI. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, I can create a, a persona called Carrie Oberbrunner, artificial intelligence that can actually answer and help people with questions that I've said, you know, 26 times in my life. And I keep having to say it again, or maybe I forget, but now it can be all uploaded to an AI text, but eventually that'll become visual and then voice. And you'll have this. AI that is you. And I know it gets into ethical questions, which is why we're talking about all this at conference. But, but, you know, no one knows how to do anything. I once had a mentor that said, you don't know how to do anything. That's right. And, and he's like, he's like, stand up. And then I stood up and then he says, sit down. He said, tell me how you just stood up. And I'm like, well, I just, told myself to stand up. He's like, no, tell me physiologically and neurologically how you just stood up. And I'm like, dang, I don't know. He's like, that's my point. (laughs) My point. He's like, you don't know how to do anything. And it's true. And the moment, the moment I believe that I don't even care how to do things anymore because I'll tell you what, Jeff, my confidence blows up. Yeah. You know, people ask me all the time. 
Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I mean, I've got a board meeting for my church on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Just got numbers from yesterday's offerings and yeah. horrible, mm. horrible Easter yeah. Sunday, horrible. Yeah. And I am so discouraged because I'm going to go in the boardroom and they're going to ask me to know, they're going to ask me to know what's the fix and how to, and I'm going to say, I don't know. Yeah. And it beats, it just kills me to say, yeah. I don't know yeah. because I'm supposed to know. Yeah. Well, let me tell you this. This will be a word of encouragement for you. This is a confession. Um, maybe this is where we're supposed to go and, and on this whole thing. But um, last year, last two years, I've seen my Facebook ads go from here to here. Meaning I used to insert, uh, in my heyday, I used to insert $50,000 a month into Facebook ads, which is really scary because you don't know at the other end if you're going to get anything. But right. I didn't just start there. You know, I started small, 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 reached 50, and, and it was great. We would run author programs and help people get their books published. Well, then it starts going down like this. Then Facebook bans me from ads for, you know, I could go in and say, well, you know, it's because I'm a follower of Christ. I don't even know why. Like That's we, one of the things that happened to me this morning. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Our Facebook ads at church got banned. Okay. That's All right. right. So you know where I'm going. You see, yeah. This is relevant for you today. Yeah. So they get banned for a year. Okay. And I have 30 people on payroll and I'm making everything up to make ends meet. And then you throw in COVID and I didn't want to lay off anybody. So, I mean, I'm literally like night and day, not stressed out outwardly but i'm like i'm dealing with this inside like okay yeah. you gotta you gotta crush this man you got a family got you know long story short i really believe that i start seeing the whole marketing world change i see things not working like they used to mm-hmm. and i'm like what is this puzzle what is this thing and i start doing digging and i'm like oh my gosh the whole world's shifting from web two to web three mm-hmm. and, and i really believe like this is this is where I spend my time now because I'm like, here's my here's my quote: the world has changed. Are you still trying to reach your people the same way? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. and I start telling my my company this, and a third of the people think I'm nuts. <laughs> a third of a third of the people, a third of the people, not you know, not everyone. I'm laughing around. because I can relate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A third of the people last fall, and not all of them left because they thought I was nuts. But I, I had like eleven people leave in in eight weeks, and wow. it, it it almost got hilarious. Where someone would call me, and, I, and I'm thinking like, okay, they're going to be done too, you know? Yeah. And and I mean, it was a tough last fall, mm-hmm. and I share all this for a reason. The more I start studying the metaverse, NFTs blockchain, AR, VR. I'm like, wow, crypto, you know, everything's changing in our world. And yeah, people think I'm nuts, but but I'm, I'm going to go with it. Start a blockchain podcast. Boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Long story short, I see that. Um, I see that I don't know the answer anymore, Jeff. Okay. And people are coming to me and saying, well, we don't agree with you. And where is this all going? And, and here's what I do as a leader. I retreat, kind of like you're saying. 
When I don't have clarity, I retreat. Why? Because I, I'm the guy who says clarity attracts and confusion repels. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be unclear yeah. and repel people. So right. here's what's interesting, Jeff. Last week, two of my trusted people say to me, you got to go public with your lack of clarity. Yeah. And I'm right. like, I'm like, no, I'm not going. I'm not going. They, they said, no, no, no. You need people have questions. You need to be clear that you're not clear. Mm. And I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you what, Jeff, I did it last Friday. I know I, I was there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. Well, I'll tell you what, you were there the Tuesday that I went clear online. The yep. Friday before I was shaken in my boots because I was in front of the mastermind and, and I went live with them and I was, there's only 25 people in the room, but I was so nervous. And they, finally one woman stood up and said, Carrie, we're for you start. She said, speak freely. Wow. And I'm glad she said that Renee. Yeah, Vidor. Right? And, and when she said that, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to lay it out. And by speaking freely and having a ton of people come up to it. So I was very afraid. They all came up to me and said, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You you've earned credibility. Then Tuesday I was able to go public on the live stream. Very uh, bold, yeah. very boldly. Yeah, that's where I saw it. That's where I saw it. Yeah. 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 But but see, this is your moment. This your Thursday was my Friday. This yeah. is where you're you're nervous yeah. to be clear about your lack of clarity. You're nervous about the board, you're nervous about the church. But I think what God's gonna do is he's gonna honor that and he's gonna affirm you. Yeah. Well, man, I, I would love to spend all afternoon talking with you in flow and be at the end of the day and go, where did the time go? But I honor your time today. Thank you so much for being with me. Oh, my man. Podcast. And so happy for all you're doing. The last word I want you to share is, number one, um, for the person who is just sitting here, um, maybe not loving novelty the way you do and is afraid mm. to take the next step, what would you like to say to them? And yeah. then secondly, how can people get in touch with you? Yeah. So I think the person who says, man, novelty scares me to death or fear scares me to death. It's a muscle. It's absolutely a muscle. So don't try to do something crazy hard. If you're nervous to sit down with your teenager and ask them about their video game they're playing, that could be a baby step. If it's nervous about making a, an email contact to a stranger that you've wanted to reach out to, like it can be a very small thing, but what happens is your muscle gets major strong and then you're doing things that Jeff is doing yeah. and, uh, and, it, and it gets exciting. Um, reach out to me anywhere on Carrie Overbrunner on Instagram, you know, TikTok, Twitter, the whole thing. I'll tell you what, Jeff, I'll close with this. It feels really good not to have to sell anything. Yeah. Like I have no, I, I have no fear yeah. anymore of like, I feel like I'm just creating value and I don't need to push anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Well, thank you for encouraging me today and hopefully, awesome. hopefully you've been encouraged as well. Oh yes. Keep up the, keep up the race, brother. And yes. Uh, you too. We will see you soon. All right. Thank you, my friend. Take care. All right. Peace. Hey, fellow dreamer. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Head over to my website, jeffmeyer.org, 
for all of the show notes and links. And when you're ready to move from overthinking about your dream to actually taking action on it, consider joining the Dream Accelerator community. Our clients are getting crystal clear on their dream with our Dream Generator Vivid Description 5-Step Process. They're discovering the truth about fear and how to use it as fuel to take courageous steps in the right direction. And most importantly, they are walking a clear path forward because they have made an investment in themselves to confidently realize their dreams. The results are so inspiring. Having coaching and companions on the dream journey is crucial. Remember, fear will come, fear will stay. Move forward anyway.